Praise the Lord. Welcome everybody to Sunday School this morning. I know we're few in number, but that's all right. We're here and the Lord's here. And we'll just see what the Lord has given us this morning. If you have your Bibles, turn with us to uh, Matthew chapter 28. And we're going to read verses 19 and 20, the last two chapter, two verses in Matthew. Matthew 28, 19 and 20. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Let us pray. Our kind and gracious, loving Heavenly Father, God, I thank you, Lord, for this another privilege, dear God, to stand and to be used of you. God, just touch my mind and my lips, Lord, that I may speak the words that you would have me to. And dear God, touch our hearts and our minds, dear God, that we may take the words, dear God, and use them for your glory, for the uplifting of your kingdom, Lord, to help us to get closer to you and to understand you more. And God, I thank you and I praise you for everything. In Jesus' wonderful name, amen, amen. As we are coming to an end of, of a, uh, a very difficult year uh, with everything that has been going on, um, uh, we, we don't know what next year is going to hold for us. Um, we hope for a better year, but you never know. But the thing about it is, is we don't have to, don't have to worry about what next year brings. We don't have to be anxious, or we, we don't have to uh, really concern ourselves. I know there's, there's a lot of people who suffered loss of family and jobs and, and their dreams and all the things that they were working for in this life. Um, a lot of them have gone by the wayside basically because of coronavirus and all the things of, um, that went on with it. But we don't know what the future looks like, but... You know, the one thing about it is, is we, like I said, we don't have to worry about it. Um, but here are some verses um, that I would like for you all to remember to help you through as we transition from 2020 to 2021. In Matthew 28 and 19, it says, Go ye therefore and teach all nations. I just read that. <laughs> In John 14, 3. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there you may be also. You know, this is a very, very good verse. Because we have the hope of if we will hang on and we will trust the Lord and we will follow him when we leave this world, we have a whole lot better place to go to. We have a place where there is no viruses. We have a place where there is no death. We we'll go to a place where there is, is no sorrow, no anxieties, none of that stuff. And there's not going to be any of that stuff when we get to heaven. And the one thing that what I am looking forward to more than any is I'm looking forward to meeting Jesus when I get there. Because he, he prepared the way for us to go to heaven. He came and he walked upon this earth as we just celebrated Christmas. 
He was born in a manger, in a lowly manger, and he walked upon this earth. He didn't have a home for himself. He, he, he had very little, but God always met his needs the same way he'll meet ours. But we, we look to him for salvation. He died upon the cross. He took our sins, and he, and he died upon the cross, and he paid a debt that we could not pay. And now then, we have a way to go to heaven. And he left here. He went to the Father. And he's making intercession for you and I. He is making a home for us for when we get there. Uh, 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 nothing, that, nothing like this world has ever seen or can even imagine is what our mansion is going to be like when we get to heaven. And this, this ought to give us a great hope. Knowing that, you know, every, there's a lot of things that comes against us in this world today. There, there are people that come against us trying to bring us down. There, there's just uh, heartaches, people, our loved ones passing away and getting sick and, and just so many things. But the, the one hope that we need to have this morning is a hope in Jesus, a hope towards salvation, a hope to go into a better place. And we... we get rooted and grounded in his hope by trusting in the Lord and having faith in him that no matter what comes against us, he's in charge and he's the one that's going to lead us to a better place and he's the one that's got everything under control. I don't have nothing under control. I can't, I can't even control my own life hardly. So, you know, I, I, can't, I can't do anything for you except for pray for you and give you the advice that the Lord gives me. And I don't want to do these things in myself because I can always do more damage than good and probably will when I get in self. But don't worry. Matthew 6, 34. Take therefore no thought for the morrow. For the morrow shall take thought for the things of itself sufficient and to the day is the evil thereof. Don't worry about tomorrow. Don't worry about what's going on in, in the world. You know, I, I say all this stuff about, about having faith and not worrying and not being anxious and all this. This is some of the things in this life that are the most hardest to do. Uh, it, is, it is really hard to not worry about what about everything that's going on in this world like i said these people lost their jobs this year these people that's that's probably lost their homes these people that's lost loved ones and and you know it's just been a very chaotic year and and we are on the doorstep of another year and we are wondering what's going to happen next year and we, we really worry about it. But listen, it doesn't matter what happens. We've got to remember that God is in control. And God and we need to put our life in God's hands and not worry about it. I know that's not, that's not an easy thing to do. But that, the worry part. Because that, that's one of the things that we have been taught, I guess, from, from day one. Is to... You know, to keep up with ourselves and make sure that uh, 
we, uh, all of our finances are in line and all, everything is in, in line and, and you uh, can watch the news and listen and they tell you that if you are married and you have a family that you need at least two years worth of your bills in the bank so that if something happens that you will be able to take care of them. But, you know, when you comes right down to it, it does not matter. Because God's in control. Look at Job. He had everything. He trusted in the Lord. He, he, he done his sacrifices daily and monthly and yearly just like he always, he always did. He trusted in the Lord. He talked to the Lord. And he followed the Lord. But yet he lost everything he had except for the one thing that mattered. He did not lose his faith and his hope and his trust in the Lord. And he came out better on the long run, which we can do if we just trust in the Lord. It's hard. It's hard. You know, some of the hardest times that we're going to have in trusting the Lord is when we are at our lowest point, when uh, uh, we've lost our jobs and we're about to lose our home and our vehicles and we don't have enough food to feed ourselves, much less a family. And we start to worry about these things and we get really concerned about these things. This is the time that we need to stop, calm down, and turn it all over to the Lord and let the Lord handle it. And it, it's hard sometimes to do that. It's hard to uh, relinquish control to someone uh, and not do it, not have any help in it whatsoever, not to do nothing, but just turn it over to him, to the Lord and walk away. And that's one of the hardest things there is to do. Anxiety. It's one of anxiety and worry. That's the th two things that I guess attacks us worse than anything because we, we worry about what's going on tomorrow. And we worry about, you know, everything that comes along. But in Philippians 4, 6, it says, Be careful for nothing or worry for nothing or don't be concerned for anything. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. Take it to the Lord. No matter what it is, no matter what's coming against you, no matter what's going on in your life, with prayer and supplication, take it to the Lord. Tell the Lord what's going on in your life. The Lord knows what's going on in your life, but take the time to tell him what's going on in your life and, and tell him that I can't handle this. Uh, there's nothing I can do about this. I need help. And turn it over to him and walk away. Be anxious for nothing. This is the one thing that we need to do. And it takes a lot, a lot of prayer, takes a lot of Bible study, takes a lot of practice not to worry about things. But you will find out, if you, if you set out and you set it in your mind that you are going to quit worrying about everything, 
you will find out that it will get easier as you go along. And, and when you start worrying about things, the Lord will remind you not to worry. And you give that up and go on. Because we, there, we, we can't control anything. We can't control the weather. We can't, uh, we can't control anything. We can't control our finances. We can do all we can do, but in the end, it's in the Lord's hands. Anxiety, a feeling of worry, nervousness, or unease, typically about an intimate event or something with an uncertain outcome. An uncertain outcome. We don't know what tomorrow holds. We don't know what this afternoon holds. We don't know what's going to happen to us between now and the time we can get out that door back there. But they, see, this is a time that we need to have our lives in line with the Lord. That we need to have... Uh, the Lord living in us and we need to, to have faith in him and trust in him that he's going to take us through whatever happens. Pray and give thanks. Especially the give thanks part. As I've heard Pastor Jonathan say many a times, when it gets to that point to where that you, you can't pray and, and you feel like the Lord is not around Start giving thanks for everything that you have. And I know, I know when you start doing this from experience, it, it's going to seem uh, like, why am I doing this? But continue doing it. Give him thanks. Name, name specific things in your life that you are thankful for. Even the little things in your life, thank God for them. The next thing you know is you're, you're, you're pondering on everything in your life and you're trying to think of things that, uh, to be thankful for that you have gotten your mind off your problems and you are concentrating on the things that you have and you're concentrating on thanking God for those things. And the next thing you know, you feel the Lord around you and and everything just opens up and, and you can pray and the Lord starts blessing you and everything else just melts away. Been there many a time. Anxiety, worry, it will creep up on you. You will start thinking about things that uh, really are of no significance, and the next thing you know, you you're, seem like you're worried about everything. But the hope we hold is in a great big God. There's nothing impossible with him, nothing in your life that he can't take care of, nothing in your life that he can't fix, and he hears and answers our prayers. Not in our time. He don't answer our prayers in our time or in the way that we think they ought to be answered, but he answers our prayers. Like a little joke about the man standing on the roof and there was a flood. And the guy came by in a boat, wanted him to take him to safety. He said, no, the Lord's going to, 
the Lord's going to save me. And there's a helicopter come by. And he told him, said, no, said, the Lord's going to save me. Well, the man ended up drowning. And when he got to heaven, he asked the Lord, why didn't he save him? And the Lord told him, and he said, well, I sent you a helicopter and a boat. What more do you want? And that's the way a lot of us are. We're looking for the easiest way out of everything, me included. Lord, just, just remove this from me and take it away from me. When no, the Lord said, no, you need to go through this for your own good. You need to go through this so you will grow, and you need to go through this so you will understand better what I'm trying to do for you. So, you know, a lot of things that we're going through, you know, I've always said there's three reasons why we go through troubles and trials and heartaches. God's testing us. Satan's trying to stump us up. And the one, the one main one that everybody does is it's because of something I have done or something I have not done, and God is trying to get my attention and he's, he's chastising me because I rejected him. Basically, that's, that's exactly what it is. God offers peace. Philippians 4, 7. And the peace of God, which patheth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. A peace that passes all understanding. A joy unspeakable that you cannot explain. And uh, I, I have many times tried to tell people exactly how I feel. And why that I, I am smiling all the time. Even though things in the world all around me are falling, falling uh, apart. Why am I smiling all the time? The only answer I've got is Jesus. Because you can't, you can't explain it of, of how that you pray for the world, you pray for the people in the world, you pray for the sinners, you pray for those that are doing wrong, and you ask God to touch them, ask God to send someone to them to tell them about the Lord, and you get this burden for them, but yet you are in a place to where that you are concerned about these people, but you are pleased with where that you are at. And the more, the closer you get to God, the more joy, the more peace you get. It seems like the more that God gives you a a longing for others to be saved, a longing for others to have their needs met, and you start praying for people even though you don't know them and they, maybe there's something wrong with them, some physical de defect or something like that, you'll find yourself praying for them, asking God to touch them just because. We find a continuation, and this is where we find a continuation and result of choosing an anxious for nothing lifestyle where we don't worry about nothing. We, 
we get to the, to the place to where that we are in the center of God's will, we are talking to the Lord daily, and we're reading our Bible, we're doing what the Lord wants us to do, and he is blessing us in every way that we turn, and there's this joy and peace that we know that the Lord is going to meet our needs. He is going to help us in every way that he can. He'll, like his word said, he'll never leave us. He'll always be there. Even though sometimes it feels like he's not there, he's right there beside us. So we need to give everything to him. And like and, and live anchored in him. Let him be our anchor. Let him be the one that uh, has got us rooted and grounded in him. See, as long as we hold on to his unchanging hand and as long as we follow him, he is going to bless us and use us in every way that he can. Hebrews 6, 18 and 19, that by two immutable things in which it was impossible for God to lie, he might have a strong consolation who have fled for refuge to lay hold upon the hope set before us, which hope we have as an anchor of the soul, both sure and steadfast, and which entereth into that within the veil, that hope, that hope in Jesus, that hope in salvation, that hope in a better life. That's what we need to be. Have our hope in Jesus. Let him control our lives. So by two immutable things are unchangeable, constant. The Lord is constant, none unchanging. He's the same uh, back in uh, Genesis as he is today. He's the same as when Jesus walked upon this earth as he is today. He's no respecter of persons. If he, if he met all of Jesus' needs and him never working and him going about doing the Father's business, if he met all his needs, and the children of Israel, as they went through the, the wilderness, as if he met all of their needs, kept them clothed, fed, watered, and everything, and the whole time that they was in the, the wilderness, he will do the same for you because he is no respecter of persons. Live anchored in him. It's, it's, yeah. Listen, I'm living a, a Christian life. I, I mean a Christian life, a Christ-like life. It's, it's, not, it's not one of the easiest things that everyone does. You have to work at it. You just can't go come up to the altar and give your heart and life to God and go sit back down and say, well, okay, I'm saved, I'm on my way to heaven, and then go out and do whatever you want to do in the world. It don't work that way. You have got to work at salvation every day. You have got to get on that narrow path, and you've got to walk that path. You are on a journey that is uh, it's going to be hard. There's a lot of valleys to go through. There's a lot of mountains to climb. There's a lot of lessons that you're going to have to learn. There's, there's a lot that goes on in being 
a Christian. No, if we will get it in our mind that we are going to live for the Lord and we're going to do his will and we're going to do whatever it takes to get to heaven and we follow that journey and we follow that path and we follow the Lord, we're going to make it. We're going to make it. It's not going to be a bed of roses. Because I always remember, every rose has a thorn. Surrender and receive hope. Romans, I can't even see my papers. <laughs> Romans 15, 13. Now the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that ye may abound in hope through the power of the Holy Ghost. Feel you, hope fill you with all joy. That hope of realizing that one day we're going to a better place. We don't just have an ideal of hope. We need to have the, we have the opportunity to abound in hope. That we may even... Uh, get closer to the Lord and, and fully un, and freely understand what it is that God has to offer us. The key to this is a willingness to receive it. Because, you know, I can say, well, you, I, can, I can tell you that, you know, I, I've got a house down here in Johnson City. It's fully furnished, lights, water, and everything. You don't have to pay nothing. All you have to do is go down there and, and move in. If you don't never go down there and move in, it's not going to do you a bit of good, even though I have given it to you. We need to receive exactly everything that God has for us. And there's, there's, there's a whole book here full of all kinds of promises and, and, and gifts and everything that God has for us and they're, they're for everybody. If you are saved and, and on your way to heaven, everything in this Bible is for you, but you have to receive it. You have to accept it. And you have to use it when you get it. And a lot of us, you know, we want everything that we can get. We want to hoard everything up. God, give me everything you've got. But then when we get it, we don't use it. And it's not doing us any good, and it's not doing the Lord any good. But this takes action. You've got to pray. You've got to seek the Lord. You've got to study his word. You've got to find out just exactly what is in his word and what all kinds of blessings and gifts and everything he's got for us. And if you never read his word and never study it, you're never going to know, and you're missing out on a lot of, stuff, a lot of things. God sees you. Lamentations 3.22 It is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed because his compassions fail not. It is of the Lord's mercies. You know, um, back when the children of Israel in the desert Moses was the he was the in, he was the intercessor. He was the one that went to God for the people, and 
He had to go to God a many a time for the people to keep God from destroying them all. I mean, every one of them. He had, he had to spend a lot of days in prayer and, and seeking God and asking God not to destroy the people because of their unbelief, because of uh, their failures, because of uh, their doubt and things like that. And, you know, I, I've often asked myself, I wonder how many times that Jesus has had to come to my rescue because God got angry with me. Compassion might be one of the most beautiful things God ever created. It's an emotion and an action that says, I see you and I'm willing to help you. The one thing that it seems like that this world as a whole has lost. Not everybody, the biggest part of this world, they have lost their compassion for others. They have lost the love for their neighbors. They have lost their love for those that are in suffering. Uh, they, they just don't want to do it. It's my four and no more, and we're going to make it through, and we're, uh, we're going to have everything we need, and I can care less whether you have anything to eat or not. And if you, if you have spent any time in this world, you know that this is a very true statement. We've lost our compassion. We've lost our, our love for other people. And really and truly, a lot of the families have lost their love for each family, for each and every family member. They, you know, moms and dads, their children, uh, they had children and they hire people to take care of them and teach them and everything just so they can get the tax write-off. We have lost our sense of love for mankind. But no, the hope of knowing God is compassionate without fail is a great gift. He does not care what you have done. He does not care how bad you've been. He loves you unconditionally. Receive it. Live in it. When we do, hope is born and fed and lives in us. When we, when we finally get the Lord back in our lives the way that he should be, then everything starts looking up. Lamentations 3.23. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. Not only does God offer compassion, but he offers it every day. Every morning when you wake up, you get out of bed, it's a new beginning. It's a new beginning. You, there's a new day in front of you. There's going to be new challenges in front of you. There's going to be uh, things to learn, things to teach, people to meet people to witness to. These are the things that we should look forward to every day when we get out of bed. God knows exactly what, we, what you need. Matthew 6, 8. 
Be not ye therefore like unto them, for your Father knoweth what things ye have need of before ye ask him. But ask him. Ask him. You know, when my daughter was growing up and there was things that she needed or wanted, um, her needs were met, but there was things that she wanted, and I knew she wanted them, but, you know, I, I, a lot of times I would wait till she came to me and asked me about that. God wants us to come to him and ask him as a child to a father. Father, I have a need. I need help. Father, there is things going on in my life right now that, that I, I don't know how to handle. I need help. Yes, we need to ask for help. We need to ask God to help us. Help me, Lord. Don't be afraid to ask for help. I guarantee you when you finally become humble enough to where that you go to God and ask God to, for help, he was, he was ready to meet your need a long time ago. He was just waiting on you to ask. Ask, and ye shall receive. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. Takes a little bit of work. You've got to do something. You can't just sit there. You've got to knock. You've got to ask. You've got to receive. If you don't do all three... It's not going to accomplish you anything. And he knows exactly what we need even before we ask. The Lord, you know, Lord knows everything about us. He knows, exact, he knows every thought that's in our head. He knows every action that we do. Those, those times that we have had bad thoughts about other people, God knows about them. You're not hiding them from anybody because you thought of yourself. You didn't speak them out loud. Those things that you do when nobody else is around, God knows about them. He's watching. So be very careful what you do and what you say. Live today as if this is your last day on this earth. You know... The one, I guess the one, the, what I think anyway, is the one reason why that the Lord never told us or never let us know the exact day that we're going to pass away is because the biggest part of mankind will live like the world up until right before we die and when then we'll try to give our heart and life to the Lord and live a good, clean Christian life right before we die. That way we had fun on earth and then we can go to heaven too. But we need to live every day as if it was our last. God is always on time. Psalms 27, 14. Wait on the Lord. Be of good courage. And he shall strengthen thine heart. Wait, I say. On the Lord. Wait on it. We may not get our answer that we've been praying for today. We might not get it next week, next month, next year. 
but God will give us the answer at the most perfect time if we will just wait upon him. We, me, I have a very bad habit of asking God, well, why aren't you working on this? Why aren't you doing this? Why is this not taking place? I believe, I know that you can do this. And then I get to doubting. And then the Lord and I have a, a big conversation about it. And then when it all comes down to it, it comes right back to in my time. In my time. I know the best time. I know exactly when to let you walk out of that tunnel that you have, that dark tunnel that you have been into so long and you can see the light, but you just can't quite get to it. I know exactly when to bring you out on the other side. I know exactly what you need and to, in order for you to get that, you have to go through this so that you will accept that in the way that I want you to accept it when we get on the other side. You know, I guess one of the greatest stories in the Bible is Joseph, of how that he was sold, he became a slave, he was put in prison, and then he was uh, brought up to right below the Pharaoh. In, in power in Egypt all because the Lord needed him to be at that point in time so that he could take care of his family and that the, the nation of Israel would grow and prosper but he had to go through all those other things to get him prepared for that time when the Lord could use him and set him up so we need, we need to just ask God to be with us when we're going through things. If, he, if we can't get out of them, if he won't bring us out of them, we ask him to be with us and to teach us as we go through these things so that when we come out on the other side, we'll be more prepared for what God's got in store for us. Anybody got anything this morning, questions or comments? Thank you all for listening.